0: Love, talk Radio. Welcome to VidFriends podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. VidFriends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Mullineau. For information about VidFriends, vitiligo support groups for youth, teens, and adults, ways you can support our vitiligo initiative, and how you can donate to our organization, visit us at www.vitfriends.org. For questions and comments, you can email us at support at vitfriends.org. I would like to welcome my guest today, Justin Hall. Welcome, Justin.
1: Hey, how you guys doing? How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Doing well, can't complain. Um, so, Justin, before we get started, welcome to the show, but I want you to introduce yourself and tell our listeners where you're from.
1: Okay, well, great. My name is uh Justin Hall, of course. Uh I am from Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, I guess I am technically from Central Florida, but I've lived in Atlanta, Georgia the last 20 years, so I consider myself a uh a, a, a uh Atlantean at this point. Um <laughs> I have uh I've probably experienced vitiligo for about the last 23 years uh started right. roughly my senior year in high school 17 years old and uh but i, I will freely admit i probably wasn't active in the vitiligo Vitaligo community till about 2014 15
0: right hey, you know and, and i do find that um that's kind of typical you know sometimes we don't get active until later now you said you all started about you said 20 plus years um what was that yeah. like? Um when you started noticing your your spots coming up
1: well for me uh I was a uh, high school and then college uh football basketball player um and i'd had i first noticed them towards the end of a basketball season my probably my senior year in high school but uh, as a basketball player you're diving for balls you're i so I had several floor burns Um, if you've ever played any sport a floor burns when you slide across a a wood gym floor and it essentially takes the skin off, looks like a burn so I had a couple of those on my elbow and uh, I noticed that when at the time they should have I guess been healed at that point I had uh, two white circles um, about the size uh, about the size of a nickel on on each Hmm. elbow and I just assumed, oh, that's interesting. I guess, I guess, um, you know, I guess it just didn't heal. But right. it was a space where, you know, I was one of those players that, you know, I did, I hustled a lot. I died for a lot of balls. So I, I figured, well, maybe it's because I keep getting scars there, scratches there. So I didn't think too much of it. I think my mother happened to notice. And I told her, I so, said, well, you know, I keep uh, sliding here and. Getting hurt, and she said, "Oh well, you know, uh, put some cocoa butter on it or something to that effect probably." So, right, I, I had that, and then in football, I broke a broke my middle finger, mm. and uh, it was kind of a bad break. But where it broke, um, and the skin was lost, I had some white spots there as well. Didn't didn't sure. think anything of them. Went on to college; those spot spots remained essentially the same for the next two to three years. And, and, and so very minimal, didn't think, didn't think anything of it. Right. And so then, well into my early 20s, um, I, those spots on my arm grew to the size, whereas my whole elbow had lost right. pigmentation. And then that whole finger had lost pigmentation. Um, so, you know, I think I probably showed it to my mother as well. She's like, well, you should probably see a dermatologist. Uh, I, I, at this point, I lived in Atlanta. I went to a dermatologist, um, and, uh, I, I actually had a pretty good experience. She said, nope, you have vitiligo. Um, you know, she kind of explained some to me. She said, there's several treatments, you know, we do a light box treatment and, several other things but she said i think for you because it's so minimal let's try with the steroid topical steroid solutions and the creams so we did that and actually all my pigment all my pigment returned and oh wow I, i so all my pigment returned in all of those places on my hands my arms i didn't really have anything on my face at that point um And so I thought, literally thought that was the end of it. And my pigment returned lasted for about almost three years. And then it came back with a a vengeance at that point.
0: (laughs) Right. And you know, hold on, Justin. You know, I've heard people say that. um, There's a few people I've talked to in the community where they've repigmented and then when vitiligo came back, like you said, back with a vengeance and it was like I'm going to take everything away. And I find it, <laughs> yeah. that interesting. Yeah, and I guess, you know, that's one thing we're learning about vitiligo is different for every person, you know, and how it spreads is totally different. And and it's unpredictable, you know. It's going to do what it wants to do. Uh, now it, 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 it does, yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what Now, what treatment did you do beyond that? I know you did the topical cream. And you will offer some other things, but did you ever do any additional treatment?
1: I I never did. I never did. I was told to um, spend some more time in the sun,
0: right? Um,
1: you know, get you know vitamin D. Um, but I never. And honestly, I will say at the time, the probably one reason I didn't try the light box treatment is because it was the one treatment at the time, not covered by my insurance. And and in order to do that, it was something astronomical um, for a recent college graduate that, you know, at the time, um, you know, whatever, you know, I had health insurance, but whatever that cost was was something I could not afford.
0: Absolutely. Um, And and that's why I stopped using the cream, actually, because it it was more expensive than what I I was willing to pay. And I felt like it wasn't doing anything for me. You know, I I was using it and, you know, I'm thinking, Oh yeah, it's going to work. And I'm looking, I'm going, well, spot's getting bigger, but it's not, you know, disappearing. Um, later in life, I was offered like there's, um, the, the light box. And I was also offered the, there's a laser treatment here. And that was here in Raleigh. I was offered that. And I said, nah, I'm good. I, I don't want the laser. I don't want the light box, you know, um, although I wasn't quite comfortable yet. Um, and do me a favor, Justin, turn your, I think if you have a radio, anything on, turn it down just a little bit. we we'll are get just a Ooh. little bit of feedback.
1: Really? I'm I'm sorry. yeah. No, I don't, I don't have anything
0: on. Oh, and you know what? And that happens sometimes. Um, and I always tell our listeners, I said, look, we're, we're using technology. We're at home. These things happen. You know, I had to put the dog out because the dog was barking. So, all these things happen, and we just we gonna still roll with it, you know. Because this is a live show. Just in case our listeners don't know, we are going live, so it's not pre-recorded, it's not edited. You know, we do things as we are going through them. So, and I'm cool with that. Um, let's talk about some of the effects on the family and friends. We'll talk about relationship stuff later, um, as you're starting to to develop your vitiligo. What was the reaction or interaction with family and friends?
1: Uh with family and friends, really no no interaction. I mean no no, no change. Uh about right. that time, uh like I told you when he came back with a vengeance uh, a lot of um, you know, family would say, Oh, um what you know, and it was strangely enough, uh I guess my family was pretty well, first, they all knew it was a vitiligo. You know, a lot of right. friends okay. and a lot of other people I'll meet don't know what vitiligo is, but. Right. Excuse me, but family all all knew and, you know, there was honestly no, no change. And even with friends, there was, there was honestly no change.
0: All right, and, and that's good. That's helpful. Because um, I know, like I said, I've talked to several people in our community and it's different for every person. You know, if you've got a strong family support system, strong friend support system, you know, they understand and they, they kind of know what you're going through and support you through it. But realistically, it's not like that for every person. You know, sometimes your family could be your worst enemy or your friends could be your worst enemies. Um, and and I say even for myself, I've never really had any issues with my family or friends but sometimes it's the associates who don't know how to, how to talk about vitiligo to me you know you can tell they want to say something they give you that look but they don't know what to say and um so in in the workplace um how how was that did you experience any challenges or or anything in the workplace
1: no no not in the, in the workplace uh you know, yet at that initial time, no, not really. And, and mm. I'll add this to the story too. When it did come back, um, at the time I was doing, um, you know, I, I was getting into some, not quite bodybuilding, but powerlifting. So I was right. trying to find all the legal, like, uh, supplements you could find at that time. So, actually, right. I started doing some uh, uh, topical testosterone and some like HCS. Uh, it's kind of like a human growth hormone, but the legal version. And I'm not sure right. how, okay. I'm not sure if that's allowed at this point. But oddly enough, right. those things helped. So. Oh, um, cool, cool. I, I don't, so it was weird. I had all these fluctuations where, so maybe a year or so on that, my, my skin cleared up again <laughs> or, or the oh, pigment, wow. I was repigmented so right. it's strange I remember going to a doctor and, and this doctor telling me that he's like he's seen the effects with testosterone on men and women now he says a lot of women don't like don't wouldn't, wouldn't want to take testosterone but he has right, seen that right. effect with vitiligo and other autoimmune disorders he has seen testosterone help in those situations wow. So um, so. You know, it was like uh, – like I said, really up until after 2010, uh, it, it, I, you, you could tell it was there, but it would it would seem like for so many years it had come, and then I'd get repigmented, or it would come back in right. places that weren't noticeable with, with clothing on. So it, right. it, it really wasn't a true – I didn't get the true reactions I got from people. Um,
0: okay. okay.
1: Yeah. So the only time I've 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 honestly I'm fortunate I've never had too many bad reactions. Um, You know I've I have people like we all have come up to you. uh, You know I I a lot of East Indian people I meet will come to me and say oh someone I know someone before I moved to the states in India or have lots of family in India. Right. Um, And so there, I've had people ask me, you know, strange questions. Did, did you get acid poured on you? or Were you struck by lightning? You know, strange questions like that. And then other, then the opposite, you know, people, oh, your skin is so beautiful, you know. know, Right, right. It's, it's the, uh, you know, I've never, and I'm, and I know we'll talk about this, I guess, later too, as we get into relationships and other stuff, but I'm fortunate. Like, I feel like my, Identity was secured before, well before, did a LIGO. I, I didn't experience. I didn't awesome. have to grow up with it as a child, so I know it's a lot right. more difficult if you were a child and went through school with it. So by the time it really took its effects, you know, I'm in my late twenties or thirties, and 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 so there, there's, you know, I'm not gonna. If you even if you had something strange to say to me, I'm not gonna take it the way a child would take it. And uh, right, right. I, I, you know, so I, I was fortunate in that aspect.
0: Right. Um. There, there was a different aspect. So looking at looking at vitiligo, because like we said, so a lot of times we, we share the worst side of it. And what I'm hearing from you, it's not always bad, which is I think we need to hear that as a community because some of us do have good experiences, you know, like like the people saying, I love your skin. And there are some people that really like the way our skin looks, you know. um, I work in the school system, and kids are funny. They're hilarious, you know. um, I've heard things. No one has ever said, I hate your skin. Well, I did have a little girl say she didn't like my skin. And I said to her, I said, it's not for you to like, but it's for me to love. And then I couldn't get her to stop talking to me and can I touch your skin? Can I, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) But, you know, you talked about being struck by lightning, you know, the kids at school thought I had superpowers and, you know, kids are amazing the way they think outside the box. Um, and, and I told the child, no, I don't have, you know, superpowers. And I should have played up to it, but I'm like, no, I don't have superpowers. Um, but then you have kids that are fascinated because I've been called, you know, as a kid at school said, Hey, Mr. B, did you know that you are black and white? And I'm like, yeah, I'm camouflage, you know. So, you know, you play with it, you know. Uh, and I was at a point in my life where I can do that. Years, a hmm, few years ago, I couldn't couldn't have done that. You know, I would have felt some type of way. So everybody in our community is in a different place, you know. And like you said, you you had your own identity. You knew who you were. So you were able to... Navigate through it a little differently than some of us. Um, I would say for myself, I I went through some challenges, you know, just accepting myself. Now, let's let's move forward a little little different. Um, so, do you do any type of advocacy work for vitiligo, or speaking mm-hmm. engagements and things like that?
1: Yeah. So, uh, over the last, um oh, you know, not a big story too drawn out, but so I think in two thousand fourteen or fifteen uh many people in the community know Perry Whaley, and I believe he's been Perry's been on your show before
0: yes, as well mm-hmm.
1: so um, I was getting my car service or something, and you know if you know Perry, you of course know a big personality, you know his voice, and so he came up to me and was like, you know." You know, so and asked me about my vitiligo, and you know, when you meet Harry, it's clearly noticeable his vitiligo. He asked me, "What right. am I doing in the community? Who am I speaking to?" And I was like, oh, no, I'm just living my life." And he said, "Well, he said you need to you need to be out here with us." So he invited me to meet Natasha um, um, and some of the other people with vitiligo bond here in Atlanta, right. and so started speaking and meeting with them um, at the time I owned a production studio in Atlanta where we shot a lot of just industrials and, and industrials are like uh corporate training videos you know okay. we shot some music videos uh so those kind of things things that could be shot in house in studio so right. they were like well, this is great are you doing anything with the like them? And i said not the moment we're we're trying to keep keep the lights on and those kind of things so um i said well how can i be of service so i started shooting some uh at the time we did a vitiligo PSA, and then we did i did some photo shoots with vitiligo members and so I started getting more okay. involved in the community and then at that point they said hey we're going to have our first our first ever World of vitiligo day here in the states in washington dc and i believe this was 2015 So we're great. And they said, can you get a team of people to cover it, you know, like video, photo wides." Yeah, not a problem. So we shot that. And then coming up with the game plan for that and speaking to other people in the community, I said, wow, there needs to be – I would love to do a documentary featuring, um, you know, talking about our stories and everybody's stories are different. And just, right. just shedding light on what vitiligo is. I mean, unfortunately, most people in our community don't even can't even give you a strong definition. You know, right. they don't know autoimmune I that autoimmune, that is tied to to uh, 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 arthritis and different autoimmune disorders. So right. you know, putting that together. And unfortunately, I'm sad, sad to say that we still have not finished the documentary. <laughs> we this has been become a, a a passion project that I've been working on the last five years and you know the built and down side of the project have, have made it not come to fruition yet but something right. we're still you know working on. But during the process of that, um along with Perry, Perry would speak at schools and he would say, Hey, can you come speak at a school with me? Or I can't be at this school. Can you help me out? And so um I had worked in the school system Orlando public school that at one point um okay during my professional career, so I had connections there, and then especially in two thousand and sixteen and seventeen when um, just a change in our society here in America, where you saw a lot of the anti bully t s a anti bully
0: right right
1: um, a lot of the a lot of the essential reactions or essential changes due to social media in our world. Um, Schools started having these programs, so there might be a child in a wheelchair or a child with another disorder, and then it might be me, and they say, hey, can you come speak to our elementary school on how people are different and why kids are different and how we should love and respect everyone? So from that, I did start speaking at a lot of schools at that point.
0: Good, good. Um, Let me back up you mentioned the convention what was your convention experience like because uh, i haven't been to a convention yet um they got i got canceled out due to COVID. you know 2019 that would have been my first yeah. convention and it looks like 2020 uh 20 i said 2019 i wasn't a, i wasn't a part of the group in 2019 got canceled out 2020 due to the pandemic 2021 looks like we're going to get canceled out again so I, I feel like I've missed three opportunities. So for those of us who have been to a convention, just kind of give us an overview of the atmosphere and what it's like to be around so many people in our, in our community.
1: Oh, it, it was great. It was great being around, for me, being around so many people, learning, finding out other people's stories, talking to children, um, seeing people that have made the the, the the I won't say the most of it, but have not let it hinder, you know, their life. You see people right, that right. have lost nearly 100% of their pigment and how they right. cope with it. And then you see people that, you know, haven't lost that much, but it, it's where they have lost it affects them. You see people that
0: right. uh,
1: all the pigment they've lost is literally from their neck and shoulders up and <laughs> nowhere else is just... You know, it's not something that's predictable where it's going right. right. to come or how it's going to set you. So meeting those people, and then um, part of with the couple of years we've been there and filming the documentary, uh, I had people just ramble off what's the most, what's the strangest thing somebody says to you. So we have tons of footage right. of people just weird stories, like, "Hey, did you, uh, like, like I said, struck by lightning? Were you hit by a car?" Yeah. The strangest thing that people <laughs> right. say to them. and you know, I personally try to find humor in that, and I try to tell them, "Look, you right. can't, it's a stranger. You can't let, you know? You can't let that thing be because you know we live in a world where even if you didn't have vitiligo, if you were overweight or you did a certain eco- economic class, people are going to say something right. to you <laughs> regardless, and so you, Absolutely. Know, you can't let that question. so." That so I I enjoyed it. Um, I I guess the thing I'm not supposed to say, but I'll say, I wish it was over the years. I wish it's been more organized, and I wish right. we could join up everybody in the states because there's so many fractions of the LIGO groups, and right. the power right. we would have if we could all get on the same page. And I know that's easier. Trust me, I know it's easier said than done, um, because people are people, but. If right, we can right. work on some agendas together and not be so fractioned, I I think that would be a beautiful thing.
0: And you know, and maybe, you know, just I, I think we're on that path. And and I'm gonna mention this during my announcements why I say that. But what I'm gonna do, we're gonna take a brief break, don't go anywhere. Um, I have a few announcements to to give out, and then we're going to come back to the conversation, and I'll jump into why I think we are on the verge of that coalition across all the different groups. But um, I have several announcements to make for our listeners out there about what we're doing in the vitiligo community. Uh, March 18th, uh, that is a Thursday, Valerie will have her podcast with author Lori Mitchell. That's at 12 noon. Sunday, March twenty first, I will have my next podcast with Lawrence Wingate. Lawrence Wingate at two o'clock PM. Tuesday, March twenty third, Valerie will interview Angie McAdoo at twelve noon. Then on March twenty sixth, we that is a Friday, we have a meet the board Zoom event. Our Zoom events are designed for us to get together, to laugh, have fun, just Cut up a little bit and kind of forget about the the struggles of the the week and everything else, all the challenges. So the Meet the Board event is where you can meet the Vitiligo uh BitFriends board and talk to us, get to know us a little bit, but we're also gonna do uh play some games. We're gonna have a music challenge. So that means Start listening to your songs from the 70s, 80s, 90s, current times, across genres, because um, we are going to play a little game where you're going to have to name that tune or name that uh, name those lyrics. So name that tune or name those lyrics. So go ahead and refresh up on your music. So you can join us by registering on our Facebook page. Um, that is through VitFriends. And you can watch us on Facebook Live as well. So we always try to do something where we once a month where we can just really enjoy each other's company and reach out and just sometimes just be silly because we need it. Um, March nineteenth, the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Community will sponsor as a Friday a mindfulness and meditation event, and it is free to everyone. Featuring Kian Holmes. That is six o'clock p.m. All this is Eastern Standard Time. Um, with the mindfulness and meditation, we want to do, to do something for our community where we can just kind of relax a little bit and, you know, get ourselves focused. And it is a free event. The flyer is on our North Carolina page, um, the support community page, and it has the link to how you can join us through Google Meeting. But those are the announcements that I have. But I want to talk about something um, to get back to our conversation, which is really, really important. March eighth, we had the FDA uh, vitiligo meeting, and it was a huge, I say historic event because we had over a thousand people registered that attended this event, and um, I sat on as a panelist, and it was um, like I said hosted by the FDA, so I want to say thank you to our government for actually listening to our stories and. We had not just our panelists, but we had our conversation starters. We had the doctors that were there that uh, asked a few questions. And we had um, other people in the back end listening, like research organizations and pharmacists and, you know, researchers, and you just name it. And it was such an honor to be amongst our family members and to hear them share their stories and how vitiligo has affected or changed their lives. And I think it was very important for the FDA to hear it, but also for us as a community to hear us share our stories. And that's what I was thinking, that this might be what, what's going to bring all of our different organizations together across the U.S. and across the world because it was everybody included. We had people speaking from other countries and you know, all around the United States. And I mean, it was just great. People called in on the phone to share those stories. It was emotional. And people were just very honest about their struggles. And we had people crying on the call. And, you know, I think it was just wonderful for us to hear and see the realness of our condition. And it was good for the FDA to see and hear it as well. So, Justin, that's what I'm thinking. I agree with you that all of our groups should be working together and not feel like we have to compete against each other because this is not a competition. We're here to support each other and care for each other and to help spread awareness. Um, any thoughts beyond that, Justin? Where what are what are some things maybe we can do to kind of bridge that gap?
1: Ah, uh, I, I think it's I, I think it's all of all of the groups and all of the people having. Some roundtable discussions and forums at, at the next World Vitiligo Day. I think maybe right. if we're on the same in the same rooms or on the same call, that helps. Um, right. Because it's like with VitFriends, you guys have so much going on, but if you're not tuned in to VitFriends and you're with Vitiligo uh, Bond or Vitiligo California, right. or one of the other groups, you just may not know. And there's some groups right, that absolutely. Don't have the resources, don't have the manpower, where they just don't have a lot going on. So if that's in your area, you just assume, oh, there's there's nothing happening with the vigilical movement because there's nothing happening in your area. So, it, right, it's, right, it's the awareness is getting everybody on the same page. It's it, it's and and please, if someone's listening and and there is, it, I don't know, is there message boards or do we have a a website that includes information from all the groups. Um, if not, maybe that's something we need. Like
0: that's I don't something know. Right.
1: There very well could be, and I just I'm, I'm unaware. But uh, something like that would be be great because when I hear you talk about all the things going on with Bitfriends and the different podcast interviews, the the events you guys are having, I, I am in my bubble, in Georgia. I am so aware right. of what's going
0: on in these other places and and you know one thing we're trying to do with our podcast too is reach across the the i guess say the group lines and bring other people in. you know um, hey, come and share your story, you know, talk about your group, talk about you know what's happening there or your challenges um, And I think that's another way to utilize technology. To in our favor, and not not meaning bit friends, but as a community to reach everyone. You know, if you know somebody, hey, that wants to come on and they might live in, I don't know, I'm just going to say Oklahoma, and they have a group, hey, let them reach out and, and talk. Because that way people that are listening can say, oh, I didn't know they had a group there, or I didn't know they were doing this there. But like you said, too, we are in our bubble. Um and, and I can admit, I was in my bubble for a while because I didn't know there were support groups out there. Um, I knew about North Carolina, but I didn't know about the larger community. I didn't know about BitFriends. I knew North Carolina because they kept giving me cards and trying to get me to come to the meetings. I kept saying no. <laughs> Until 2019, I finally decided to show up. And then that's when I found out, oh, wow, there's a bigger organization is BitFriends. And then I learned about the Global Vitiligo Foundation. So I'm still learning. I feel like I'm still on my emphasis, but I'm still learning about the different organizations and different people out here. And I do want to say to our listeners, regardless of what group you belong to, we're still family. So talk to each other as family. Um, And that's one one of the things we're trying to do in North Carolina when we have an event we open it up to everybody because it's not just for North Carolina. You know, we're not going to be stingy and say it's only for us. It's for everybody. You know, come and join us. And that's how we get to know people. Um, so let me ask about this. Um, you are a man of many – you wear many hats. You called yourself the grandpreneur, correct? Uh, yes. Talk about that. Talk about – what you do, um, your book, and all those things. You know, this is your time to shine. Just just talk. <laughs> well, thanks. So, yeah,
1: I, I do go by the, the line from yours. So, um, and, and and aside from, you know, the vitiligo work, you know, I guess my purpose in life is, is trying to help people get out of their way and, and get started. Um, you know, we, we, you know, our time here on earth is, very short, um, but it could be very long if you're unhappy for those 70 years or however many years you're you're blessed to be here. You'd be very unhappy if you're just not happy. And so, right. and so th- there's a lot of ways to to be happy. The the one area I focus on is doing what you want to do in life. Do you have a goal. Do you have a dream? Do you have a passion? Is is your is your passion sneakers? And you thought you can never have a job or pay your bills doing something with sneakers? Well, then I'll, I'm here to tell you that that you can. You know, what do you? And, and the title of my book is "What Do You Want to Do?" So, what is it you want to do? Do you do you do you want to do you want to do sneaker reviews online and get paid for it? If so, right, I, I right. can help you do that. Do you want to do you want to cook chicken dinners out of your house and sell them? Uh, you know, door to door. If that's what you want to do, I, I can help you. So, I mean, and, and I know my focus is narrow. It's just the business aspect. You know, there's lots of other things you can do to help yourself get happy and feel whole, but if it, if you feel like you're stuck in a dead-end position or you feel like you're just not fulfilled, we, we, we live in an age where there is there is more technology on your smartphone and and I'm not talking about – it doesn't have to be a, a Samsung. It doesn't have to be an Apple. But right. your average $45 smartphone you would get today has more technology on it than the Apollo 11 that sent astronauts to the moon in 1969. Wow. So right. you have the power in, in, in your hand. You can literally run a business in your hand, and we live in a world in the society where – even if you're not a fan of social media or apps or other things that have taken over, um, you know, unfortunately those things are here to stay, but we live in a world where you can control your own destiny with those things. You can provide for yourself with, with those things. And we live in a world where we probably need to, you, you see um, just not not only mention our political climate, but our, our climate as far as, you know people that have money are getting are getting richer the, the if when when most Americans took a hit over this last year due to the pandemic, um other companies surged, so you need to figure out what it is you're gonna do for yourself and I'm not telling people you can go out there and be a millionaire. It's not even about that. You're probably not a millionaire with your nine to five, but if we can figure out another way for you to be happy. During that nine to five, then then maybe that's it. And, and it's not always huh. about starting a company or being a, a part, but what is the right job for you? What is the right thing for you to do? Right. Do, do you do you love to travel? Do you travel already? Well, great. Why not write a blog? Why not film some of these right. travels? Why not find a way to make it a full time thing?
0: And it's and so. And let me add something to that. I'm gonna add something to yes. that real quick. If you're traveling and you're going to a Spanish speaking country, BitFriends is also hosting uh Spanish classes starting April third. Um I meant to mention that earlier, but when she started talking about traveling, I'm like, ooh, that's right. We have a um it's like conversational Spanish where when you're traveling to different uh-huh. countries you can talk and be able to communicate. I like that. Um yeah, we, we are trying to do classes now. That's something. And it's all for, it's open to everybody. And it's like $25 for five classes. You can't beat that.
1: Wow. You and uh, be it's that. being
0: taught by uh, Maria Cruz from Puerto Rico. She's going to teach the first class April 3rd. Well, she's going to teach the Spanish class. But we're going to do um, art classes. We're going to have um, somebody who's going to teach us about wine one-on-one. We're going to have health. Um, so... Other languages, so we're doing a little bit of everything. And like you're saying, if you, you you could do technology allows us to do everything. It's there, and we have to have that mindset to get out there to do these things. And even as organizations, like you said, different you know groups, we can come together and do things together. You know, it doesn't always have to be separate. Um, now, let me let me ask you about relationships, and then I got another few comments at the end, and then I'm going to let you wrap it up with um, some positive words for our listeners out there. Real quick, though, before <laughs> I get to the relationship aspect, if somebody wanted to contact you to for speaking engagement, how do they do that?
1: Uh, you know, I can be found at Grindpreneur, um, and that's at, and then G R I N D P R E N E U R like entrepreneur but grindpreneur on um, twitter facebook um instagram d m dm me i am open to that. okay and i will give out, i will give out my direct email address as well uh, my company is executive grind so feel free to always email me at justin j u s t i n at executive grind e x e c u t i v e g r i m d dot com so that those are the best ways i am I, I am a person, I do check emails, I do check DMs, I, I will get back to you. Right. And um, just like we talked about with the business stuff, um, I, I book most of my stuff through online. Someone sees me on Instagram, awesome. someone hears awesome. me speak, and then contacts me that way. That's the best way.
0: Awesome. And and if anyone wants to call in with the, for our last 20 minutes or so, um, the number is 516-666-9973, again, 516. 516- Six 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 nine nine seven three, and let me share this with our listeners. We don't know who's calling in, however, um, we will allow callers to call in and address them accordingly when they call, if they call too. Now let's talk about relationships. Um, how was how was your relationship um, with vitiligo and developing vitiligo? Did it change anything? Did it you know was it did it make it better? You know just.
1: Yeah, no, no change, and maybe it's my own, um, <laughs> my own, I don't know, blinders, or I would like to say it's my own confidence, my own, you know, I, I, I never, you know, I, I guess at, at times, not only in a bit of LIGO, I've, I've throughout my life, I've been. I've been in great shape i've had money i've had good businesses i've also i've been overweight i've been down i've been depressed i've been right. i've been borderline homeless so i mean there's you know there's ebb and flows of life but I, I've never let those those things those things get to me so Vidal has been lot of thing you know we have we we have things happen to us uh over this over this last month i've had um, found out I had some cataracts, and probably some I pulled from years of being in the sun, not wearing sunglasses. So I was losing my sight. So it's better now. I've had two intense eye surgeries over uh, throughout right. February. Um, so I'm getting better. But once again, it was just a thing. You know, people right. that Are you scared? I mean, of course, you're always a little scared having some surgery, but it's a thing. And uh, retinaligo was a thing. So. I've have never felt like, and, and I say this not, you know, as as coming from any form of arrogance because everybody should feel this way. I never felt like vitiligo would stop me or keep me from being with any any woman I wanted to pursue or felt the same or right. a woman that felt the same way about me. It's not like I was never going to speak to somebody or pursue somebody because of vitiligo. It, it never it never crossed my mind. There was there was things that I thought, being in Atlanta, things I thought way more about than Vitiligo. Like, oh, man, do I have enough money to talk to this young lady? Or do right, I have, right. Is my car nice enough to talk? There was nothing that Vitiligo never came into it. I, I will say I dated this uh, young lady for, you know, maybe we dated almost two years and somewhat serious. And this particular lady, she she already didn't really want children, but – her thing was, she's like, I would never. She said, "Children with you, won't you be scared that your child would have vitiligo?" And, and right. you know, I never. That, that's the most that's ever come up in a relationship. And, and if, and if you're out there as a man or a woman, and anybody says that to you, you have to dig into. Like you know, in hindsight, she was a bad person anyway. That was right. probably you know, when you look back on the situation, that that was maybe didn't even make the the top five cool or weird things she had said to me throughout the relationship. And that one just happened to be tied to vitiligo. So right. you gotta take a look at who you're dealing with. And so, you know Right. Um and of course that was a sign to move on from that person, but but no, and I mean I, I've I've been in the same relationship and um with the same person for the last almost seven years and we've been married almost three years. So um of course awesome. now I don't have to worry about those things but you know, right. it's never been a, never been an issue with my wife or our relationship um I don't know if other people have asked her about that um but it's right. not like I said it was never and and I'm and I'm fortunate and I I don't want to I hate I don't want to speak in general's like because I feel this way everybody should feel this way but right. I'm definitely emph- empathetic to and sympathetic to people that do go through these and when I meet people with vitiligo, as I have been for the last six years, and men and women talk to me and tell me their relationship woes, and I'm always – with with a lot of the women, I'm always so, like, su- surprised because I meet so many beautiful people that say, oh, I don't think right. I Unfortunately, normally it's a confidence thing because in my head, I was like, I guess you don't. With or know what other men or people are thinking about you, but I will say this I think you and I discussed this offline before. It's and just my what I come across, I run into way more men with vitiligo that have these angst and have these right, and right. confidence than I do with women, um, and right, I think I know why the the, the non. The non-PC way to say it is because I think men look at—I hate to say it—but I think men, you know, someone having vitiligo may not change, won't change. Oh, they're not physical, physically attractive to me based on other things. And I think when men approach women, they're not really seeing that. And I'm sure there's some cases and people have been in bad situations, but it's men think about it way more. And maybe you know, women. and I, I like to think too that a lot of times people can have a bad, um, you know, I, I, I can't trust men or women because my last person cheated on me and they cheated right. on me because right. I had vitiligo. No, maybe they didn't cheat on you because you had vitiligo. Maybe they were just a bad person. And they just cheated on you. Right. It, you
0: can't. And, and sometimes and so, that's like, what it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so people have to get out of their, their own way. Um, right. Because prior to vitiligo, with Vitiligo, and I'll say prior to being married or in a relationship, I, I was I was charming. I had all the same qualities I had with or without Vitiligo. So I never thought um, that would stop anybody from speaking to me or wanting to be with Vitiligo. Right.
0: And, and sometimes it's, like I say, it, it's us. It's not necessarily the other person. It's how we view ourselves and what we're dealing with at that time. And I was writing down something as we're talking. I said levels. There are different levels to vitiligo sometimes, and and this it, this is not for everybody. You know, but it's just my thoughts. I said, you know, we go to that first stage, which is observation and concern. You know, we see it, we want to know what it is, we're concerned, we go to the doctor, we try to find out it's vitiligo, or and then the next stage comes that. For some people, not everybody, you know, fear and isolation, fear of how much is it is, is it going to spread, what's going to happen, you know, what's on my face now, what's on my arms, on my leg, what's going to happen, you know, the unknown. And the isolation comes in, and I and I played this part. You know, I isolated myself um, from others because of comments made on, you know, looks and stares, and that that's where you become that, that hermit, so to speak. You stay in the house and don't want to go anywhere, don't want to do this, but I think the stages that we strive to get to when we're ready, and I always say when we're ready because everybody's ready at a different point. The first one is the acceptance of security stage, secure. You know, when you accept your condition, I have vitiligo, this is what it is, this is what it looks like, and you feel secure in yourself. Not talking about other people, how they view us, but how we view ourselves. And then that last stage comes through with the breakthrough, where we finally say, you know what, i got to live my life, and I can't let vitiligo determine what I do and don't do, who I talk to, not talk to. Uh, once we reach that breakthrough stage, I feel like life has a totally different meaning, but the reality is we bounce through some of those stages. You know, I could be confident today, and tomorrow I might look in the mirror and go, oh, I can't stand my vitiligo. But then... An hour later, I'm outside with my shorts. It's, you know, so I think some of us bounce through all those different stages, may all in one day, but there are some people that may be stuck. And I want us as a community to continue to embrace our brothers and sisters who are not there, but embrace them and support them when they're ready. Um because I often say if a person is not ready we're going to push them and we're going to push them over the edge and we don't want to do that. Or we're going to yeah. pull them we're going to pull them where we feel like they should go and then we're going to let let go of their hand and they're not ready and that does damage to them. What we want to do as a community, men, women, all of us, is to walk side by side with our brothers and sisters that are going through the challenges, even those who are confident because that confidence can leave tomorrow. You know, we have our different struggles and it's not always tied in. Like I said, it's not always tied into vitiligo, but we still want to walk side by side with each other and support, you know? Um, But yeah, that was just my thought. I I was just like, yeah, we go through all these different levels. Um,
1: And and, and, and our
0: biggest goal is to love each other. Yeah. Yeah. That has to be the biggest goal
1: because you, you can't change it. Um, and, and like I said, it's not and, – and there's several people, and you and I talked about some people that we know within the community um, right. that have been going through lots of angst and different things. But I, I was thinking back, and I had a conversation with one of these people recently. So years ago, I, I think I mentioned before I, I played a little basketball in college. I ended up getting hurt. I ended up tearing an ACL, messing up my knee. Came back next year, end up tearing everything in my other knee, in my right knee. So wow. from there, I was a little down. That that essentially is what ended my college career. So I was I was down. I went from about 180 pounds to about 340 pounds. Wow. And so uh, f- partially from being down in the press, secondly, because um, after messing up both knees, I was really limited on physical activity I could do. So
0: right, right.
1: A, somewhat a coworker, <laughs> you know, just trying to be helpful said, hey, you know, um, I go to these Weight Watchers things, and you can bring somebody for free. Why don't you come with me? You can learn some tips on how to get healthy. And, you know, of course, I was like, well, I know how to get healthy. I'm just not doing it. But, of course, I went in there. And so meeting with people that were – and it was all in their – you know, some people were maybe 20 pounds overweight but felt the world was – over there was people that were right. what we consider morbidly obese in these classes six seven hundred pounds and they were fighting literally fighting for their lives at this point but these conversations that i would have that people in those groups had in the group chats um was that and i was only in there for a little while because i did find my way back into shape and exercising properly but those are the same, literally the same discussions I have with many of the people in our vitiligo community. So right. that's one of the reasons I told me it's, it's – we're tying it to the vitiligo, but it's something else within, too. Right. I mean it's great to put it on the vitiligo at this point. This is why I can't find somebody or I'm afraid this is going to happen. But if you replace vitiligo with being overweight, it's the same as that conversation. It, and, right, and absolutely. So it, it's getting to that whatever else is underlying there and you know it's not something like I can say, well I have confidence, you should have confidence. I definitely know it's not that easy and sometimes it it's gonna require a lot more than just what we can lend as a as a peer. You know, right. um it, it may involve some real some real therapy or some real help. But you know I'm here to tell you that because you see it, most most of the people Aren't seeing it. You don't know if that's the reason why they're staring or if they are even staring. Uh, I always looked at it like I was glad at times I had vitiligo because it helped me get a meeting. It helped that person at an event, networking event I was at, when I shook their hand, it helped them remember me when I had to place that awkward call three weeks later hey, I met you at this event. And they're like, well, I met 100 people. Uh, I was the guy with the, the vitiligo. And we talk, oh, yeah, Justin, I remember you. So right, I, right. at, I try to look at the positives. And, you know, and th- throughout my life and throughout the different facets of my career, you know, a lot of times I figured, you know, it's not even the vitiligo. They're staring at me because I'm probably the only black guy in this room at times. True. Or they're staring at me because I'm the youngest guy in this room or or they're staring at me cuz I'm at this event and I got a bunch of jewelry on and some jordan so that's why they're staring at me. So I mean it's
0: right. <laughs>
1: you got to figure out you got to figure out what it is and and so I, I look at it like that there there's a positive to everything. I I know right. that you know that maybe this landed me some meetings or helped me secure a deal I would have not got if I wasn't memorable. So you have to right. you have to find those you know, to build upon those things, the positive.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, and I always say when I talk to different people that it's important that you love yourself first, you know, for our members who are looking for love, you know, and and everybody wants to be loved, you know, even, even the crankiest person I don't want nobody. Look, men and women go through, we want someone, but we just don't want to go through the hurt and the pain of, You know, that cycle, you meet somebody doesn't work. You meet somebody doesn't work. You know, we don't want to go through that. But I feel like we all want to be loved. And it's a lesson I had to learn for myself. I have to love me. I have to be confident in myself. I have to bring myself up with with high self-esteem. Nobody else can do it for me. You know, when I look in the mirror every morning, I, I often say the first person that's going to say I love you will be me. So I'm looking in the yeah. mirror. I got to make sure I tell myself I love you, you know, and and be real about it, you know, no matter how many spots I have or my hair looks messed up. So what? Still love yourself, you know. Um, nobody's asking. Never ask yourself for perfection. Just love you, you know, love every aspect of you. Although it may be challenging at times, I, I do understand that, you know. Um, we We have a condition that, it creates those insecurities. Maybe if we didn't have vitiligo, I wouldn't be insecure. But still, embrace it all. You know, when you're ready, at your time, embrace it. And and I feel like when you start loving you, other people take notice. Um, one of my one of my buddies, he hit me up on Facebook one day. He said, "Man, you're shining. You're glowing." And I didn't get what he was saying, but I was at a stage where I have accepted vitiligo. And I said, "Vitiligo's have to go, it has to travel with me, it's got to live with me, so everything I'm doing now, I just take my vitiligo with me, whereas before, it was taking me with it, it's like, nah, you're not going to the beach, you're not going to the pool, you're not going to that event, you're just going to stay at home, and I said, nah, I can't do that, that's that's not who I am as a person, you know, Um, but Justin... Almost time is almost up. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you say a word of encouragement to our listeners out there, to our members, and then I'll wrap things up, and then that'll be the end of our podcast. So it's on awesome. you.
1: So, so uh, a little while ago, I asked all of my friends about their LIGO As I get more involved into the group and working with others, and overwhelmingly, friends and family say, "Yeah, I don't even." When we talk or interact, I don't even notice it. They're like, it's not something that we think about. And if you're thinking about it, I was just curious. I wasn't so much thinking about it, but everybody overwhelmingly said, if if you're thinking about it, that's on you. We don't notice it. It's not something that comes to the forefront of our minds. So that's what I want to make sure I leave everybody with, that if it's on the forefront of your mind or it's holding you back or keeping you from something it's it's not the vitiligo that's that's on you because i guarantee you that you were thinking about it way more than anyone else is thinking about it um and so don't let that be the reason that 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 keeps you from living your best life and just like with the other things that i go around the country teaching people whether it's vitiligo or not that you have to get out of your own way like they're they're Everything you need to live your best life is, is probably right in front of you, and, and you are not um, – and you are shying away from it or running away from it. And so, you know, we, the community, myself, we want to do everything to help you be the best person you can be. Um, vitiligo, not vitiligo, w- w- whatever the case is. And and a lot of it starts right with yourself, right, right with your head, um, you know, and getting out of your own way. So if I can Absolutely. leave you with anything, it's that that, you know, please get out of your own way, speak to somebody, email me, DM right. me, we can talk, we can help figure it out, figure out what it is what you want to do and what's holding you back. And you'd be so surprised that whatever you think is holding you back is probably in a scheme of things so minuscule, so tiny, that once you can get over that hurdle, you know, your, your best
0: life is in, in front of you. Absolutely. And, Justin, I greatly appreciate you coming on to my show today. It was a great conversation, and we'll definitely stay in contact. Um, And like I always tell my guests, I look forward to meeting everybody one day because I haven't met (laughs) anybody in person yet. But to our listeners, thank you for listening in. And like Justin said, if you need somebody to talk to, you can reach out to Justin. You can send me a, a message on Facebook. You can reach out to Valerie. We have so many people within the community and outside of the community that you can talk to. Uh, but enjoy your Sunday. If you're in the area where the weather is beautiful, get out, get some fresh air with the mask. Remember the social distance and love somebody today, love somebody tomorrow. Everybody take care and remember to love. Have a great day. Thank you, Justin. Thanks again. You're welcome.